When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to The Psychologists Are In. I'm Maggie Lawson. And I'm her podcast partner in crime, Timothy Elmitson. And this week, we are talking about season four, episode 15. Time is just flying by. The head, the tail, the whole damn episode with our favorite police chief, Kirsten Nelson. Plus, we solved the mystery of why Chief Vic wasn't in the episode. Enjoy. Kirsten. Hi, Maggie. Hi, Tim. Hey, Kirsten. I haven't seen you in forever, it feels like. I know, forever in a day, a day and a half. It's been a minute, as the kids like to say. It's been a minute. It's been too long. It's been far too long. Thanks for having me back, guys. Well, thanks Thanks for coming out to help us podcast the shit out of this. Yeah, we haven't talked to you in a while. I was like, wait, Kirsten, what's happening? Where? How? how, How's Kirsten? Where's Kirsten? Um, Yeah. And thanks for inviting me back to uh, talk about an episode that... (laughs) I'm not here. Where's Kirsten? Here, you're here to solve the great mystery. Where the hell is Karen Vick? Which is so funny because you are in the credits, and and uh, yeah, I know. I was like, I'm definitely in this. I'm so not in this episode. But then, why are you not in the episode? Oh, we could talk about that later. (laughs) No, we get to we get to this this scene that must have been cut. Wherever that is, there must have been a cut scene. This is this is season four. Welcome to season four. And, you know, I I might be behind on my listening to you guys. So I don't know if like you talked about between season three and season four, what happened on the national stage? It's like mm-hmm. the stock market crashed. Yeah. We went into a recession. Yeah. And the entire show is restructured, yeah. including the role of Chief Vic. So um I was all shows produced up until season four. And then we restructured and we still have a show on the air. But uh, Mama had to go take a back seat for a bit to ensure that Mama was still on the show. So hold on, because you're still credited. Absolutely. That was part of the new contract. It was like, she's still here. We'll still keep her. We'll credit her in credit only. Oh my God. So it's not in credit only like, cause Tim and I were like, there must be, there must've been a deleted scene or something. No, this is the start of me of Chief Vic only being in half the episodes. But credited Season in four. all of them. Mm-hmm. I am there in credit only. Okay. I'm still in the opening credits. So Tim, we got to figure out what's happening. Well, let's do our normal intros first. <laughs> I love yeah. your NASA mug. Uh, Kirsten. Maggie. Are you ready to podcast the shit out of it with us? I am invited and ready and warm to podcast the shit out of this. Amazing. Okay, I like there was there was like a little um, European accent on that question. I liked it a lot. What did I say? How did I? What what did I do? Just no, it was it was sort of a little more Central European. How did I do? Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Wait, say it again. There's a little um I can't do accents anymore, but it's a little um 
Are you ready to podcast the shit out of this with podcast us? Podcast the shit out of, of out of it with us. Yes, it, and it's, and then dramatic. Dramatic. Now, wow, you're all over the place. Welcome to Europe, and in this European edition of the psychologists are in. Yeah, you, you will hear such accents as. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should try to do something to uh, <laughs> really piss off other countries with our horrible accents. <laughs> with our horrible accents. Um, oh my god, I love it. Um, okay, wait. So I want to go back. So yeah. we were very confused, even though we love having you here all, anyway. And like, it's like having our, another host who's been through everything with us. So we're sort of like whatever, whether you're in it or not. But. We were, te- we both texted each other. We were like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> we invited her to this? <laughs> no, it was more just like, no, she's credited in the episode, but she's not in the episode. And I knew there was like one. Now, when do you come back? Because there, isn't it shortly after that you're all shows produced again? Never all shows produced again. What? Never? Never. I know. And in watching these, so season four, oh, I know it was in between season three and season four. And I remember being up there at the end of season three when, when was that? 2008 yes. end of season okay. three. And we were up in Canada, remember? And the stock market starts to crash. Yeah. And I think that there was like an actor up there who was like literally watching his portfolio. Ben, die. Um, ben. ben. <gasps> yeah. Who, who? Yeah. Who was it? It was Ben, the bad guy in last did bad, bad thing. Yeah. Oh. Ben, uh, I'm forgetting his last name as well, but he was the one because we were in. Uh, the conference room, if you remember. We were in the conference room. And all of us were on our computers. We called it Mac Station. And we were all like watching this happen. And while, you know, it was devastating to so many people, Ben in particular was like losing his mind. And we were also getting a lot of information from him because he was following it so closely, which was uh, very helpful for all of us. But oh my God, my heart went out to him because it, yeah. And we were in a different country. So we were like watching this stuff kind of... You know, yep. modern technology, you can do something, but you couldn't be there and like taking action right now. And it was like, right. and places. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, group one, go. Um, and then I think lots of people started losing jobs and NBC Universal started to like cut people. Right. And it was like, there were slaughters of companies, you know, the whole too big to fail. Banks were falling. Bank, 100%, you know, 100%. And NBC Uni was not immune to that. And right. USA Network. And they were like, yeah, we still want this show to go on, but it's uh, it's a little too expensive for our taste. Let's get let's oh get God. rid of a character. Try to bring up a um I know. I hate I, like... No, it's the wound is it's healed. The the dagger <laughs> that shark knife. Uh, from this episode is now fully out of my back. It's it's out of my back now. Uh, no, but still, there's a scar. Yeah, so it's it was one of those things, and now I get to watch this episode again, and I was like, this is why I missed it so much. Yeah, because like, I was you know coming back in because I would fly in yeah. for just the episodes, and sometimes they would you know like they used to do back to back them for me. Um, but I was like, oh my god, I miss the fun. I got to watch you guys again. And I was like, this is what I missed so much. Yeah. So um, we missed you too. Like, it was nice I, to be I back. remember feeling. And then of course, I, I missing mean, Kirsten, we missed um, the Popped Vic. There was no, the there was no any Popped Vic. Uh, I, oh, yeah, we take didn't ask how you felt about this. Yeah, because you're a little uh, backed up on listening episodes. 
I've now rephrased or returned your your uh, my color color to the instead of the popped color, it's now the it's now the popped Karen. <laughs> Actually, I think you were saying it was either the popped Karen or the popped Vic. And I was like, I feel like we should talk to Kirsten before <laughs> and yeah. see how she feels about this. Yeah, Maggie felt uh, I get the impression she was uh, mildly uncomfortable with the old term, but which she preferred, Kirsten? I was I, a little uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. I was just, I don't know why, but something about it, I just felt like, let's just run it by her. So before we like run off with some hashtag or something, I feel like uh, she should get a pop say. Karen hashtag. Let's say popped Vic. Because Karen has so much weight now in modern terminology. It's like, yo, what'd you do? I popped Karen. Oh, my God. What did we just start? (laughs) You know, it's kind of like a dangerous precedent that this fun little show started doing. Women all over the place. Karen and Collar have the same K sound at the beginning. But like Vic, there's the hard K sound. I got it. I like it. I like it. Okay, it's a pop I have to know. I have to say that Juliet had a little. I had to look at that collar, your green shirt, in this episode with the collar tucked in. Uh-huh. Uh huh. In this suit for you, my dear. It was, I, it was a new look. I, it was a new look. It was almost like a Chief Vic look. Uh, it with was that collared. We're not popping it. We're not popping Vic, but you're tucking it in. <laughs> We're not popping Vic. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that they started to tack our collars down. The guys didn't have to worry about it because Mm -hmm. like, Timmy, you had like buttons on your collar. Men's shirts have these little buttons. Yeah, they're made that way. So your tie. It was almost always, um, I had a tie on, so it was almost always um, in the suit anyway. Yeah, in the suit. But for, I don't know if they did this for you, Maggie, but they would make these little sewed, um, like a little, what, like a bungee? between like the hem of our shirt and the collar to make sure that they pulled in. Yeah. And they'd never flied again. No, I had that too. It worked. It worked. Um, but and it's also, it's like, it's a little more severe. So I, and, and, beca- and I was like, oh, I wonder if we did that in this episode for me. Cause I'm kind of, uh, you know, I'm a little annoyed. Oh, oh yeah. He's got buttons. Actually, but I always, uh, I always undo the buttons. I don't like the button down look. So mm-hmm. I always, um, but you're more cash now. Like you're more fly. chill. You like to let him fly. Yeah, in real life, I let him fly. You let your freak fly. Let that freak fly. Um, well, we can. We're going to talk about this episode first off. Tim, very good in this episode. You look fantastic in this episode, by the way. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You look fantastic in this episode. I, th- I feel like we're both like pretty. T- like I feel like I was pretty tough. Um. I'm I'm kind of hard on you, but I'm also very like a little more take charge, which I think probably makes sense because when you weren't around, uh, Kirsten, I I there is I mean you're you're so missed. Your voice is missed. There's like a there's like an authority that's missed, but it's like the soft authority. Like we're so it's just like me and the dudes, <laughs> <laughs> which you held your own I love that, just man. wonderfully. I mean, yeah, but you know, anyway, well, and um, uh, Jerry Ryan, who's also great in this episode, but uh, yeah, anyway, I the the wardrobe was something I definitely noticed, and then Tim, I thought you were uh, I thought you were, I mean, you're this is a big episode for you, it was really this good. Is, this is a nice episode for Tim, and just right yeah. from the beginning, I loved that energy that as soon as you're on the beach and you see those guys out of the corner of your eye, you're just like, uh, uh, <clears throat> 
And I'm like, who, who's this taking charge? <laughs> but it's like a different. Yeah. And I, I love that moment. I know we'll get to it, but it's like when after, you know, after Lassiter steps up to the steps up to the, uh, the press court or those two reporters uh-huh, are like just starting to talk and you, he's like, it's murder. And then <laughs> Julia just kind of goes off screen. I remember Matt Shagman saying that to me, like, as like a, you know, a bit that they were going to, like the shot was going to look a certain way. And I, I'm just, rather than like, I'm going to step away from him. He wanted to shoot it in a way that was like, I just leave frame. It's <laughs> so funny. It's such a, yeah. it's, you're funny and, and it's a visual, really funny visual. visual gag. Shot from great. Matt Very, Shagman. yeah. Our, our pal, Matt Shackman, who directed this episode, written, it's another, um, Timmy Mel Trigger and Steve Frank's amazing script. We yeah. Gotta just give, give the boys their, their due. Super funny. Super funny, this one. Um, um, okay, should we just dump, jump in? Let's jump in. <laughs> Start right. doing info dump. Info. Hi, Tim. Hi, Kirsten. I mean, we kind of did this, but I like doing it. Hi, Tim. Hi, Kirsten. You both look great today. <laughs> it's the glasses, right, Maggie? <laughs> it's the glasses. Yeah. It's the glasses. You look great, too, Tim. I I, yeah. I like the collared shirt. It's a bit, you know, we usually get a sweater over the shirt, like some something. And I, I like the just the, the collared shirt vibe. Actually, I, I, just, I had um some um fell off the, I had a fell off the truck last year sweater on this morning, but it was a little warm because with the sun coming in. So I was like, and the sweater's off. So it was just serendipitous that you like the, um, you like the bonus of the uh, the um little flying? The oh. I love yeah. it. Also, Kirsten loved the boat neck. Yeah, it's it was the yeah, the sun came out. Yeah, yeah and it's like thing. it's so classic. I love the boat neck. It's like um um what's her name? Oh my god, how am I forgetting her name? I'm I, I'm Is brain it, dead today. Are you looking for Audrey Hepburn? Audrey Hepburn, thank you so much. I was about oh to say my God, Aubrey, I was joking. Because I'm seeing my friend Aubrey in a couple of days. And I was like, I was thinking, I was like, wait, wait, wait. Oh no. And then I'm like, it's not Aubrey though. I know it's not Aubrey. Audrey, Audrey Hepburn. There we go. Yes, I'll take it. I'll take oh, it. Yeah. Could also be a little Jennifer Gray off the uh the shoulder of Flash Nancy. Okay, so basically Her, Jennifer Beals. Jennifer Beals. Yes. Oh, Jennifer Beals. I could be Jennifer Gray. Wait, who's Jennifer Gray? Jennifer Gray's Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. Dirty yeah. Dancing. And There's Flash Dance, Dirty Dancing. Ferris Bueller. Right, right, Lots right, right, right. Of Jennifer's. You're, all, you're all pretty much the same The same actress. We're all I'm Jennifer's. The I'm the, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're all Jennifer's at were, were you? Was there a Jennifer? No, we were Heather. What were our names? Heather, Brittany. Tiffany. Tiffany. Okay, great. I, yeah, I think that's us. Yeah, um, that was us. But, yeah, that was us. That's us in the 80s. But I am hearing that I'm not contemporary, that I am either in the 1950s or the 1980s today. So that's great. I, oh. I don't look like 2023. Is, is mm-hmm. this okay? That's good. That's good. You don't look 2023? No, modern. it's a modern It's a modern look with the strap as well. I, I disagree. I, 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 okay. I think, I think it's a modern it. take, but I still it's love it. It's all good, ladies. <laughs> it's we, all good. We look great. Bottom line, we, we look, look great. Okay. Bottom right, line, if you're not a part of already a Patreon subscriber where you get the, where you get the video. Oh, the, right. If if there's an episode that's gonna convince you to that you're missing out on, it's this one because <laughs> we all look freaking dynamite. We look fantastic. Okay, let's go. Ready? Episode 15. Uh the head, the tail, the whole damn episode. Also, where's Chief Vic? 
that's the add-on to the um the, I love anyway. it. Um, okay. I like to call it um Sharky Shark for uh, shorthand. You do call it Sharky Shark. I've heard this. Because in texting back and forth about this episode, it's like it's too much to write the head the tail the whole time. Yeah. It's the Sharky, Sharky Shark episode. Shark. Written by Tim Metrigans, Tim Meltrigger, and Steve Franks, who were just here, directed by Matt Shackman, who we love, who's now one of the biggest directors in all of Hollywood. <laughs> and yeah. exactly, producer of Welcome to Chip and Dose, which I just finished and is amazing. Yes. Yes. How talented is he? He's so talented. Okay. Um, he was a nobody, though, when we hired him. It's so good that we train people so well to go off and be famous. We train people well. <laughs> um, okay. Ready? Uh, pineapple sighting? Did anyone get it? Oh, my God. No. So no. I didn't either. Henry is oh, eating a pineapple when Sean confronts him in the kitchen about hunting down the shark. He's eating one. That's what's chopped up in that bowl and that fruit salad. I thought those were apples. I guess so. Not to blow <laughs> your mind, but right off the bat, I have a slight degree of separation with um this one. Oh. With just the title of a slight degree of separation. Hmm. Go. Cool. So Go, yeah. this is based on, this is obviously our homage to the great film Jaws. And my slight degree of separation is, um, so of course we all know that Jaws starred Roy Scheider. And um, one of my, um, I was, in the lore of my um, that my Hollywood history, I always say that I got my side card on Seinfeld, which, in fact, for those of you paying attention, I think I was just actually tapped hard on Seinfeld. I actually got my side card in, um, I think, 1993 on, uh, no, forget dates. But anyways, a show called Sequest, produced by some little kid named um, Steven Spielberg, starring oh, Roy Scheider. Yeah, that's right. I love that's this. That's right. So this was and the I show where... I mean, you remember I think it was ninety three because I was pretty much I was fresh out of theater school, yeah. having no idea whatsoever how to act on camera. And Ro I would say that Sequest is the show that um gave me on on the job training, which you don't get anymore as an actor. Like they don't give you a chance. So I'm in a I'm in the scene with with Roy, Mister Scheider, and um well, it was actually no, it was Roy, but um so we're on the the show took place on a submarine. I'm this uh, long, floppy-haired, uh, pointed-bearded young scientist, fresh out of drama school. No idea what I'm doing. So I'm in this little capsule. I'm in a very close space with with Roy, and he's the one who one day and he's got this gravelly voice. And he goes, "Hey, kid, you don't have to project. You got a microphone taped to your chest." Oh my God! Thanks, Mister. Thanks, Mister. Schreier. Like I had no idea because I'm I'm sitting there in this like half a foot from his face. Trying to hit the back row because I was a theater <laughs> school, you see. You were an actor. Hey, kid, you don't have to project. You got a microphone taped to your chest. <laughs> okay, that's crazy, a great story. It, yeah, I, uh, that's a great story. Premium meals don't have to come at a premium price. Butcher Box provides you with the best meat and seafood on the planet so you can whip up quality meals on your budget. What do you think of when you hear high quality meals? A nice dinner out at your favorite steak place, a five-star restaurant that serves the smallest meal possible for almost $4 signs worth. <laughs> well, I think of ButcherBox. Who said a high-quality meal means you need to eat out? ButcherBox sends you 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, cage-free pork, and wild-caught seafood. Plus, there are no antibiotics or hormones. And ButcherBox delivers you your meat straight to your doorstep with free shipping. Always, always free shipping. I think my favorite part of ButcherBox is their customized 
box plans and their recipe guides and hacks. I I can't keep making the same chicken stir fry every night. So ButcherBox sends examples for meals with any of the meat you choose. Like they, I've done their recipes several times. They're fantastic. Monday night can be the roasted salmon with potatoes and Brussels. Tuesday can be the gingery garlic pork. Yum. The potential meals are endless, you guys. Plus, ButcherBox is including an offer for all you chicken lovers out there. Listen to this. Get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at ButcherBox.com. You know the gluten-free. Very, uh, very important to me. <laughs> ButcherBox.com slash pineapple and use code pineapple. So claim this deal at ButcherBox.com slash pineapple and use code pineapple. It's also true coming out of theater school or anybody like doing theater that like we have, it's a different kind of acting. So, um, you know, I took an acting class when I came to LA that was a film acting class, very specific acting class. And I remember he would film us so that we could watch ourselves back coming out of theater school or coming. Yeah. And how subtle, like the different, like it's so different. And and I remember um, we would all like <laughs> critique each other. So you'd watch everybody's videos back of their scenes or whatever. And I remember being like, why am I shouting? Like, <laughs> who am I yelling at? It's just a scene at a table with somebody. <laughs> but, but Max, I got to say that it's so smart of you to get off the turnip truck from Kentucky and take that um, on-camera acting class. On-camera acting. Yeah. Well, it was highly recommended by my agent. Do that. What? All the kids coming out to Hollywood should do that. Which it ties was, into... Yeah, a new segment I'm going to introduce with your permission, Maggie. What? This is a segment called um, "Things Tim Forgot to Mention in the Last Podcast." Oh, so <laughs> this is where get- I pull out my martini glass. Go yeah. ahead. We're <laughs> having a little time, the, the um, luxury of time to reflect back on the last on Think Tank. I missed a uh-huh. really, really major secretary separation. I can't what? believe. It. So Bruce Davidson. <sighs> Oh yeah, who was, who was the Just main really in, uh, in uh, think tank? <laughs> so um, Bruce and I—I I can't believe I forgot to mention this. Bruce and I were both in a documentary about um, called that that guy who was in that thing, which is a documentary about. Oh, I know that. Yeah, yeah. We know that one. Yeah. You're famous. So thinking, uh, <laughs> talking of um, things actors should do when they're coming to, to town: a take a film acting class, or take an acting class for God's sakes, because so many don't. But if you're going to, if you can take a film acting class or an on-camera class, and watch the documentary that guy who was in that thing, because it's yeah. all, it, it follows sixteen actors, who, mostly character actors, about um sort of their journeys in this land of Hollywood. But I got to say, the more interesting version is the sequel, which is that gal in that thing, which to me was much more interesting to, to see to follow the journey of these of actresses and see what oh. actresses mm-hmm. entirely different. Different animal. I want I don't think I've seen the gal that gal in that thing. Oh, I don't should, think I have. I will. It's it's pretty. So those are my uh, love it. That's my my segment of things Tim forgot to talk about in the last week's episode. It's so good. That's so funny because I I had the same thing where I was like, oh, I want to tell Kirsten how we talked about her moment in a very uh, Juliet episode of with uh, uh, Sage. I don't know if you would remember it, but like with Sage at you you come and and 
kind of interrupt, like I'm, I'm in, on a missing persons case at this point, I'm looking for this guy or not missing person. I'm, I'm trying to find why my long lost boyfriend Your from boyfriend. college didn't show up. Yeah. So I'm going through files and I'm having, you know, McNabb go through files with me or whatever. And you kind of walk up on it and you catch us and you just have this like incredible, you have such a, it's just such a good moment. It's also f- very funny, but, and it, the scene ends with you being like, let me give you a little bit of advice. They often don't show up or don't come back or something along those lines. And there's a funny bit that ca- anyway, such a good scene. It's so good. Aww. And as you popped on, I was like, oh, and we talked about it on the pod. So anyway, um, it was very, it was very uh, sage advice. It was sage advice. And, um, and very, it was a lovely sisterhood moment between these two characters. And and we talked about how it kind of was this premonition, psych premonition into the last movie where you're standing there at the campsite having this scene, like talking about your family, not like how emotional that was or whatever. And I'm like, oh, this is so crazy because this was like season four and you're Sometimes giving Sometimes this- they just don't show up. Yeah. So and- that was a psychic premonition. You were, and you were just really looking out for me. Anyway, it was just really, it's such a great moment anyway. Um, so I wanted to, I, I've been saying that to him. I'm like, Oh, do I bring it up? It was like a couple episodes ago now. And then Tim did it. So I'm like, yeah. (laughs) So now you can piggyback on this new segment that I created for things that I mess up. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm Uh, piggybacking your mess up. No, we can always, we can do that together. So so things that your hosts forgot to bring up in the last episode. I, yeah, there you go. I like, like it. Tiny little mini bonus, of meaning you can never miss an episode, folks, because you don't Fodder know for the fans. What, you don't know what you you're going to miss. Gonna, you don't know what we're yeah. going to bring up. You forgot last week. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> okay, uh, let's jump. Let let's jump in for real. Okay, cold open. Henry and young Sean stand watching the waves go by. Sean's nervous about going into the water after watching Jaws four, mm-hmm. which Henry promises Sean. Uh, he won't be eaten by a shark after lecturing him that Jaws 4 was a horrible sequel. Cut Which, back to present day. I, sorry, and IMDb, I couldn't even find a Jaws 4. I don't know if there was a... Is, is Jaws 4 the one with Michael Caine where he was filming it and he missed his Oscar? Isn't Michael <laughs> Caine in one of these Jaws and and like he literally missed receiving like Best Supporting Oscar, Best Supporting Actor Oscar because he was like oh filming Jaws 4 and they wouldn't let him out? This is good trivia. I, oh my gosh. Are you serious? I think this, ah, my Keith would know this. Um, yeah, it's something like, and it's a horrible sequel. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I don't think we've even heard of it. So it I, must be, yeah. Cause I think the kids, is this like Jaws 4, the rogue shark that's still chasing the little yes. boy? Yes, that's yeah, four. I'm, I'm being Michael Caine and seeing if there he has a list. I think it. you're right. I think that's four. Oh my God. And it's like, really? The the shark knows? It's like got this, I mean, that's like smell in the water kind of. I know where you are always. Yes. The revenge. You are right. <gasps> Hold on. I'm right. Hold on. Um, it is Michael Caine. You are correct. Wow. Um, oh you my guys God. totally <laughs> want to play trivia games with me. I would rock. You would kill. Oh, my God. I can't wait for that to be like a fan question. Like, who would be the best at trivia? No question. It is Michael Caine, and I'm remembering it now. Okay, what is Are you looking at? I'm, job. Okay. You looking at? How I'm looking. Him? I just Googled it, and, and it literally his face comes up. The poster comes up. And, then, and is he on it? Um, and what's yeah, well, well, it's like this. The Revenge. So that's him. No. That's Michael Caine, clearly. <laughs> that's Michael Caine. Right? Totally that's Michael Caine. It is not on his IMDb. Because he's pissed. 
He missed his Oscar. (laughs) He was going to receive an Oscar. Okay. Now what did he, no, it says it right here. The cast is it's, uh, here we go. It's, um, where'd it go? Lorraine Gary, Mm -hmm. Michael Caine, Lance Guest, Mario Van Peebles, um, Judith Marcy, Karen Young, Mitchell Anderson. Yeah. So he just, uh, what year is it? Yeah. What year is it? (gasps) Anyway. Good job, guys. Good job. When I say good job, guys, I mean good job, Kirsten. Because that was all <laughs> you Thank you know. so much. <laughs> I miss uh, so much. About so many okay, things. Um, about so many 1987. things. 1987. Good gosh. 1987, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know 80s. I'm going to bring this back. I'm going to bring like an 89 reference back later when we get to that point. But, uh, Joseph Sargent. Love it. All right, let's let's um let's jump. Okay, let's back going. on. Let's back keep on. going. Oh my gosh, we're just in the There's cold open. Massive opening. series first coming up. Just want to get everybody prepare them. So um, either get off the treadmill, pull the car over, put the weights down, whatever you're doing. If you're chopping vegetables, you might want to put the knife down so you don't drop it on your foot. Okay, cut back to. Got it. Okay, cut back to present day. A man is chumming the waters off a boat at night when a shark jumps out and latches onto his arm, dragging him into the sea. Crazy. The next morning, Lasseter and Juliet are at the beach where the body of what appears to be a shark attack victim has washed ashore. Yes? Uh, O'Hare is very appropriately in an oceanized blue... At the ocean. ...shirt under her suit at the ocean. At the ocean. Okay, Lasseter tells Juliet to rush because he doesn't want Gus and Sean to get there and ruin his thunder. He even assigned McNabb to block them from entering the crime scene. Lasseter thinks he can solve this case in four minutes so he can beat Sean. Um, But then he notices what might be a knife wound among the shark bites. Today, Lassie is going to out Spencer Spencer. Love that line. Then when Jules doubts him, he invites her in the nicest way to shut it. Psychonic line exchange between us. A hundred percent. And then the whole episode. Shut it. And this one, we now get the very first, the very ever first Caruso. Oh, I wrote that down. Oh, <gasps> no. It's the, fir- it's the first Caruso of, of uh, Lasseter whipping off his sunglasses, a la David Caruso in um, NYPD Blue. I don't uh, heat, know. Heat. And he, no. no uh, uh, there was the TV show. Got CSI, Miami. Oh, CSI, CSI Miami. Oh, CSI Miami. CSI, sorry. Yes. It's when he, yes. For those of you watching, it's these. Which yes. now we, we realize um, it's also, it, it's a Meryl Streep move. Oh, in Devil Wears Prada. Uh, <gasps> in, actually, in in, uh, in most of her movies, there was this in an article that... um. No, really? Yeah, it's it's uh, one of Meryl Streep's big acting moves is when she'll whip off her her regular glasses, not sunglasses. To, so um, you and Meryl share a move? This is, I love this. Um, <laughs> Maybe so. Um, I think Meryl probably came up with it before I did. Oh, or no. Does this mean Meryl has a crutch? I was just about to say that. She has a thing. She no, a I'm going to see it like this. Meryl okay. is just like, like, like the way we have cameos in movies or like a director, like it's her thing. Like, it's like, it's like when you give a, a little sign or something to say mm-hmm. a family member or whatever, when you're on stage or like when you're in a movie, it's her stamp. It's like a stamp. It's not a okay. crutch. Like her, it's like there's got to be Since one in every. Wearing glasses, I want to see at the, on the count of three. Everybody gives your best, uh, Meryl. Oh uh, whip off one, Wait, two, three. Oh, I already did mine. Okay, that was really good, you guys. I know. Anyway, and I have headphones on. Okay. okay, 
Are we back on track? We're back on track. I love it. And okay. uh, Lasseter gets to um, <clears throat> Lasseter. Then he says it was a murder. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was just about to say. Now okay. This is the where um, where O'Hara, where Maggie um, slowly sidesteps out of the shot. Hilarious. We're getting hilarious. It Wait, was one of my favorites too. Tim, can you please, as Lasser, could you tell O'Hara to shut it? Could we get a reenactment of that? <laughs> I would like to invite you in the nicest ways possible to shut it. <laughs> yeah, there it is. It still oh, hurts. It still hurts. Lasseter claims to the press that the victim was murdered and the reporters crucify him, but Sean is on board with this theory, having spotted the possible knife wound himself. Lasseter then reads a newspaper article called Detective Dipstick at it again and feels horrible about letting Sean get in his head. Wait, did you raise your hand or did you take it down or did I miss something? I was getting ready to raise my hand. Oh, okay. So, but to his again, dismay... This, another, oh, uh, okay. another psychotic runner of Lasseter being detected, Detective Dipstick and his... um. Long-running feud with, was it the Santa Barbara Courier, I think it is? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And interesting that, uh, Maggie, how you said I look so good in this episode. There is, um, I think it might have something to do, correlation, direct correlation to, um, there's some major sternbush in this. Um, in oh, this scene. I noticed the sternbush. <laughs> how can Fresh you not from the beach, no mm -hmm. tie, full sternbush. And well, he's uh, at the beach. The bush and, um, and the shoulder holster combination in a long time. So, um. It's obviously a very, it's a, a pretty good combination of the Sternbush and the, and the black shoulder holster. Yeah, it looks great. Well done to get it notice, all in. I did notice in the scene that there really is, to, you can really mark the stages of my life and my aging and on this show because there's a lot more um, salt and pepper, salt than pepper <laughs> in, in the Sternbush. The Sternbush is starting to go a little, a little salty. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Oh, salty Sternbush. Salty <laughs> Sternbush. Hashtag. <laughs> And then James's line coming up where um he says that Lasseter should die of sideburns because his my sideburns are so white in this episode. Like they're they're yeah. fully glowing gray in this episode. The, I, I have it. a question though about Detective Dips Dipstick. Bring it. <laughs> yeah, because I can't even say it. How many outtakes are there of you guys saying dipshit? Did um, you do any goofs with like Detective Dipshit or did like Detective Dipstick just stick? I think um well, because it's written there, so I was just reading it. So I think I was probably, um, I mean, trying to protect my own character. I wouldn't have gone dipshit, right? Probably yeah. start to stick. And of course, it's got that. It's got a case on it. It's a funny. It's a funnier line. But there are other people that had to say it too, like Sean and Gus. I think I, I doesn't like. Good, bless you. I think doesn't Kurt have to say it? Or I was yes. like, oh my gosh, I would have messed it up every single time. Maybe that's why I'm Detective not in this dipstick. episode. I can't say Detective it. Dip yeah. dipstick. Detective Dipstick. I can't say it. Woo. Okay. Oh, here. Oh, this bit is great. But to his dismay, Sean backs up his theory. And then this beautiful, the beautiful nickname Chassis is born. Char Chassis. Charlton was on the mix. Uh, Charlton was in the mix. Anyway, the gang all heads to Woody, who it was so good to see. I feel like we haven't seen him in a while. I yeah. I think it's our first ever scene with, with uh, Kurt Fuller. Have we not had one yet? I, mean, I, hadn't, I, I hadn't had a scene with Woody yet. I think I, I feel like I did. I'm not sure. Maybe not. Maybe <gasps> we didn't. Um, the gang all heads to Woody who says he can't identify the victim from the fingerprints since the fingers are still in the shark along with the victim's wallet. Yes? Very important. So now we get a shot of, as y'all walk into the um, morgue, we get a shot of 
O'Hara in a lovely blush Pepto drink V-neck sweater. <laughs> drink up, kids. Drink up. Um, we got a little shot of cuff when when you're yelling at the boy saying this. Make no mistake, really? this is your fault. Yeah. Now we, now I saw the Pepto pink sweater. The full it's torso a much softer vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go from like collar, serious suit on the beach to like pink and soft sweater. Um, okay. Blush. Okay, Lassie says he'll put out a bulletin for anyone who catches a Stark so they can at least identify the man, but Sean still pushes the murder angle. Sean wants Lassie to follow his instincts so no matter uh, no matter how crazy they sound. Woody says he can't rule out the stab wound, but the knife used must have been jagged like a shark tooth. Now Lassiter is more determined to find the shark in order to ID the victim and start tracking down his killer. Then yet again, he abruptly tells Jules to shut it. <laughs> shut it. The gang uh, go down to the sea to wait. alert. Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kirsten. <laughs> Woody drawing the uh, the jagged knife on the torso of that. <gasps> this was a man. <laughs> um, that, and then I know the half a man are like, this is the torso of a man. And really I was like, oh. The scene just really is a great example of how incredibly talented comedically and humanly um, Kurt Fuller is. Kurt Fuller is. And then you guys go like, okay, yes, you're going to. You shut it. You leave. You, ugh, fine. And the boys go. And then what does what does Woody do? He <laughs> like licks his gloved finger to <laughs> try to get the 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 marker off of that bloody torso. And I was like, of course, these these gloves have like dead body gunk all over it. And you lick it and you try to erase. It. I thought that was pure Woody. Ugh, so pure Woody and probably Kurt. I like, I don't even know if that would be. Scripted. No, yeah, it wasn't yeah. scripted. That, that was, that, Kurt that was definitely Kurt. Yeah. Um, so okay. on the dock, there's one of my favorite rides where I, lines where I, I call, I see the, uh, the guy getting the boat with these sticks of dynamite. And I call yeah. them back to kill people, which is um a great, almost 100% lift of, from Jaws. That first scene when the reward for the shark is announced and, all the all the local fishermen are climbing into the boat, which is when you see. Um, is that when they're doing the dynamite and like the yeah, pump action so. shotguns? Yeah, that's all like from the Jaws. And where we first see that Richard Dreyfus's character, and, then, and he says, "Oh right, oh, yeah, good catch." <laughs> okay, Dreyfuss. the gang. And then, as you and I are getting, so we commandeer a boat, or we get a. Are we, we get there? A, Wait, are we here? Hold Adrian? on. The so where are we? we okay, so we're we just left. Woody's You're going place. down to the sea to alert okay, the fishermen. Okay, going down to alert the fishermen, but they're horrified to find out a ten thousand reward is uh, on the shark, and there are hundreds of boats going out. But now, oh, you're right. No, we're here. We're here. We're totally here. This is great. Okay, so good. You commandeer a police boat. Yeah. You and I hop on the boat, and yeah. as we're getting in the boat, there's another moment where um, the long going runner of Maggie wanted to wrap me in bubble wrap. Yeah. Because as Wait, I as I'm hopping in the I'm trying to be, I don't know, I'm being a little out of rock. And roll. I, I grab like the, the railing on the boat and I, I hop into the boat, try to be all cool and rock and roll. And um, somehow in that action, I slightly sprained my right wrist. Yep. No, you didn't. Yeah, he did. Oh, come it was on. Just a, it was just a little pop. But cut to the very next day, Chris Turner and I, our, uh, our amazing stand, Chris Turner, one of my longtime fly fishing buddies up there, we go fly fishing. And um, I, um, this, this is the picture I sent the, uh, the psychologist thread this morning. There's a picture of me holding up one of the biggest salmons I've ever caught, and my right wrist is taped because I couldn't ride any. I'd sprained my wrist; it hurt so bad, so I had to tape my wrist. Oh my gosh! How crazy is that? 
You That's, have I to thought, wrap him. This is your fault, Maggie. You have to wrap him in bubble wrap. It is my fault. And I'm surprised I didn't, I didn't fall off the boat into the between the, get crushed between the dock and the boat. Honestly, same, uh, same. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and can I, since we're talking about the police boat that you're about to commandeer, that you like, go ahead. I was like, oh, this is a perfect place where Chief Fick could appear in this episode. Yeah, I could have been driving the police boat. You 100% should have been driving the police boat. How badass would that have been? That would have been badass. I just, you know, I was there. I could take you guys out for a ride. I'll bring you back. But, you know, there was music in my head. It was fine. (laughs) Did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. It's not good for you, and it's not good for our planet. Blueland is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet. Their idea is simple. They offer endlessly refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Just fill your bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run. Refills start at $2.25, you guys. You can even set up a subscription or buy in bulk for additional savings. You guys already saw me post about this. Um, I love their products so much. I love what the whole company is about. Um, And they're not kidding. Like, they're beautiful. The products are beautiful. You can just have them out on the counter, and they almost look like they're part of the decor. (laughs) Um, From cleaning sprays to hand soap, the hand soap jar is so cute. Toilet blow cleaner, laundry tablets, all Blue Land products are made with clean ingredients you can feel good about. Try their Clean Essentials Kit, which is everything you need to get started. Three bottles of cleaner plus a bottle of hand soap. That's what I got. And comes in this beautiful, these beautiful light scents like iris, agave, fresh lemon, and eucalyptus mint. It's crazy to think that there are tiny particles of plastic everywhere from our food to our oceans. That's why I love the message behind Blue Land products. Blue Land's cleaners are non-toxic and planet-friendly, and all I have to do to use them is add water and drop in a tablet of concentrated cleaning ingredients. And they're so pretty. I especially love the Blue Land uh, cleanup kit. It comes with three cleaners, a glass and mirror, multi-surface, and bathroom. The reusable forever bottles are so cute. I don't even need to hide them. And I don't. I leave them out on purpose. People come over. They're like, oh, my God, these are the cutest things I've ever seen. Blue Land has an offer just for our listeners. Get 15% off your first purchase of any product. To get 15% off your first order, go to blueland.com slash pineapple. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash pineapple. That's blueland.com slash pineapple. The Tim Almondson, aka Lasseter, spraining his wrist and then having to tape his wrist to go fishing next day, is a great segue into our next scene back at SPPD, where O'Hara cuts him to his to to his core. Well, yes. Hold on, though. We have a couple before we get there. So okay. Sean sees Henry loading his boat to try to catch the shark as well. Lasseter and Juliet go out on a police boat, but have no luck finding the shark. And Lassie realizes he's also a bad fisherman. Then Lassie tells Jules to shut it for the third time. <sighs> But then he really apologizes, knowing he, like, yes. wanting, as the words of command of his mouth, wanting to pull them back. Yes. Much it's like a, any man who's ever been in a relationship with a woman or anyone who's realized, 
realize who's been in any relationship when they say something they shouldn't have said, oh, they know their partner's going to about the worst feeling, the worst feeling. And he just, um, like, it's okay. like he almost climbs over his desk to pull the the words back into his mouth. Yeah. Um, back at the psych office, Sean research, uh, researches knives that look like shark teeth and luckily found a match. He looks up at the television and sees Henry on the news. Of course, he's caught the shark. Sean and Gus head to Henry, demanding to see the shark. Henry tells him it's a, it's in storage on ice, and Sean fakes being a psychic, telling him, telling him he knows where he's storing it, and Henry calls him out. Then Lassiter arrives with a similar demand, and Henry is forced to take them all to the storage center. When they arrive at the room, they find that the shark has been stolen. Then Sean sees a trail of melting ice and tells Gus to use his super sniffer to help him find the missing shark. That's when they find the shark, uh, the shark carcass gutted and discarded, and it slides right onto Lassie. Wasn't this your profile picture, Tim, for a while? Wasn't this like your... Yeah, the shot of me kissing... I have this great shot of the the shark on top of me, me kissing the shark. Yeah. Because as soon as they showed that shark, I'm like, I know where the profile picture came from. This is it. And this I, is uh, it. That was, that was my early Twitter profile picture before I, I switched over to Jimmy Cricket for various other reasons. Various <coughs> but, other um, reasons. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then this, we meet. Go ahead. No, the, I remember the scene with the um, the big rubber shark falling on me, and then continued just props just covering me in um water and goo and like was it goo? Was it or like viscous? Yeah. It was some kind. It was like viscousy jelly yeah. goo. So, but uh, last year was in a brand new Hugo Boss suit that day. Oh, and I remember, that like, we I destroyed. Excited. I didn't destroy the thing; I just cleaned. But I remember being like, "You guys, you're killing this beautiful suit." I wanted to wear this suit in the show more. Oh, how funny! I have to give like huge props to our art department for building that because I rem- I mean, I was so impressed with how like real it looked, and also how big it was. Like it was so well, well, well done. I thought they did such a really good job. Um, okay, on the shark itself. <laughs> then Dr. Kimberly Phoenix, a shark expert played by Jerry Ryan, arrives and tells them this is not the shark that killed their victim. Yes. Yet again, another slight degree of separation with Jerry Ryan and I. Uh, so one of my first jobs was on a show called Dark Skies, which Jerry was the um, star of, and she could not have been sweeter. As again, I'm still not knowing what the hell I'm doing acting in general, let alone on camera. And, and Jerry was just lovely. And then Jerry was also in... Um, a movie which was one of my first and probably only big major big budget features called um, Down with Love. It's a oh, lovely romantic comedy. I love that movie, love actually. That movie. Me too. I have a now that Dr. Kimberly Phoenix has been uh, entered into the program, has arrived, has arrived. She has arrived. I have uh, another psych degrees of separation with Jerry. Yes, you um, do. Go on. Jerry Lynn Zimmerman, as I knew her, because uh, we happened to go to the same college. In in a town where maybe some accents are yeah, more like this in like <laughs> Chicago area, and uh, she's a couple years older than me, and we I remember going into the dorm, and we all gathered around the TV because it was the Miss America pageant, and we watched Miss America because we were all told, like one of our coeds is Miss Illinois. Stop and- it. No. Jerry Lynn Zimmerman is Miss Illinois 1987. Shut and up. when so uh 
Fine. We're at Northwestern. So we're gathered in the Northwestern dorms to watch her compete in Miss America. And I think, you know, what it airs in like the fall and then you're crowned for like the next year. So you do Miss America 88. Um, She's in the final five. (gasps) She makes it all the way to the final five. And we were so excited. We're like, oh my God, like a Northwestern theater major is like on Miss America. So there were viewing parties to watch. Amazing. This is one of the best psych degrees of separation ever. So Jerry Lynn Zimmerman, that's how we knew, that's what she was. I think she might have been Jerry Lynn. That might have been already kind of like vibing. What what is my stage name going to be? And then she came back to school. You know, I think she was like third runner up or, you know, she didn't get it, but she was in the top five. She came back and I think she did some Sondheim musicals and uh, graduated and decided to become a, you know, like a superstar. So oh, that's my Jerry Ryan. I my was like, oh, God. Yeah. I love this so much. This is so Miss, good. Miss that America so pageant, 1987. There you go. Yeah, she was born Jerry Lynn Zimmerman, born in Germany. Makes sense. The Zimmerman yeah. part. We got to find a photo from that, from that, uh, from Miss America. <gasps> from we got to find it. Okay. Yeah. Do oh, that. So good. Okay. Sean. Okay. Where are we? Okay. Uh, Sean she makes her entrance. Yes. Sean sees that the knife, okay, there we go, used to gut this shark matches the stab wound and realizes someone is trying to get the killer shark's, uh, killer shark's stomach contents before them. Then Henry <laughs> rizzes. Really? Dr. Kimberly. As the kids say. And she eats it up. Lassiter gets a call that a leg just washed up on the beach and they all go to the coroner who tells them that the leg has the markings near the ankle like it was tied to something. Henry also brings his new date to the coroner's room, which is such a Spencer thing to do. It's a very Sean move. Very Sean. Yeah, it's a very Sean move. Woody also says that he found different DNA in one of the wounds as if the shark bit someone else first, then transferred that person's tissue onto this man uh, which means there's a second victim. The gang visits The gang visits Dr. Phoenix's office and she gives them a brief shark history lesson. Then Jules tells everyone that the mayor has upped the reward money to fifty thousand dollars, and now even more people will be on the trail. This was a day this was a shot where um yeah. Megan and I were very happy that Setek got the memo and they painted the wall behind us a beautiful blue to, to make both our eyes pop. And you were now in, in that dark teal. Um, so yeah, the dark teal. I also love that. Um, we think we have the kind of power to make them paint a, uh, <laughs> wall for our eyes, An but I wall. love it for the storytelling. Lassiter yeah. goes, okay, got it to the Marina. This is it to warn the fishermen about destroying the evidence. That's right. Jules attempts to stop Lassiter from lecturing the fisherman mentioning the, uh, she found the victim who is most likely Dante, Pavon, right? Is that oh, hang what you're on, calling? this is the um yeah. sorry, sorry, this is the community center scene, right? Mm-hmm. Um yes, My in the parking lot. Favorite favorite comedy scenes that the, that the boys ever wrote, the men ever wrote for me. Um you're very, yes, go on. This was on this was the top of my comedy back when we had you had your reels for audition. There was the the comedy reel and the drama reel. This this scene was the top of my comedy reel. Cuz it's effing Cause funny. Cuz it was so well written and you and I are so on like dynamite. I just love our interaction. It's so, um, it's what we always talked about. It's that Preston Surges thing. It's so like rat-a-tat-tat. Very, uh, his gal Friday. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> his car is currently in the parking lot of the marina. Inside, they find evidence that Pavan who, uh, was an activist who has a habit of pulling crazy stunts for his causes. Lasseter thinks he was probably in the middle of one when the shark attacked, but Sean is still set on murder, pointing out that someone gutted Henry Shark, uh, Henry Shark clearly looking for something. 
to get the fisherman's attention. Yes. Uh, can I go back to a little insider insight? So when we're in the, the lab and um, there's a direct lift dialogue wise from Jaws, it's where um, Jerry Ryan's character says, um, well, the shark is a man eater and it's uh, rare to these waters, which is, um, I think it's, um, it's a lot. Well, I know it's a, it's a line from the morgue scene with, um, Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus, where he's like, yes, it's, it's a man eater and it's rare for these waters. It's the, this is not a boating accident scene. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. But then we've got to last, and I, here's, I missed something. Putting a, I take the Vicks vapor rub under the, yeah. <sighs> it's an actor I horribly missed. I missed an opportunity here to, to steal something. So since we're, since we're lifting um, lines from Jaws, she says the technical species name of the shark, and Dulé pulls it out, and I say a what? Which I missed. I should oh, right. have stolen the line from Jaws again when all the yokels are on the um, the docks, and there's a really iconic line where like a, Richard Drive says what kind of shark it is, and this kind of chubby guy, chubby guy goes a what? <laughs> I can't believe I missed the opportunity to um totally But you're steal getting the opportunity it. now and you're correcting it. And I love it's that. Oh what? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Loop to it back in. Fisherman. It's back in. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to like edit this part of the episode on Peacock. <laughs> on um, Peacock. We'll just put this little piece in. Okay, to get the fisherman's attention, Sean pretends to make nails on a chalkboard sound. He then makes a speech where he re uh, relives old cases he solved and how he wants to solve this one now. So funny. Then he convinces a fisherman, William Tanner, played by Michael Hogan, um, that he can psychically find the the shark, and Tanner agrees to take him and Gus out on his boat. So we were just in the parking lot for, behind the, um, yeah. the parking lot of the community center. Yeah, one what, of those scenes. The, the millionaire's um, the, the millionaire's dogs. Prius. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And um, there's an interesting um, little twist here where Lasseter has an almost Sean Vision-like memory. Where he, oh he, yeah. We we kind of go into the last like it's a close-up on Lasseter's eyes. Sort of it's a camera move in. We don't do the Sean Vision visual effect, but we see Lasseter goes back to um, the memory of. Woody telling him it's like his foot was tethered to something. Oh, right. Oh, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The crisscross thing. He thought it might have been like a surfboard, but maybe. Oh, yeah. It's a Lassie vision. It's a Lassie vision. Which we've never yeah. done on a surfboard. It's, it's, no. it's a Sean vision-esque. It's a Spencer. A Spencer. Because <laughs> we're, we're on our chassis. Because <laughs> chassis. And you a know, chassis. with the nickname, how come Sean, he never once put Lassiter first? For that like ship name, it was always Sean's initials first. So there's like Chassis and Spencer and Charlton. Yeah, yeah. Never anything it's always first. Never That's swapped right. him anyway. Which no, then, um, which also spawned quite a bit of um fan fiction. Yes, a very particular style of fan fiction. Yeah, it's fan fiction that we I'm embrace. We love. We yeah. want more of it. Oh, Michael Hogan has now entered the picture. Michael Hogan has entered the picture. Okay. Um, I want to talk more about the fan fiction, but that'll be next <laughs> week. Anyway, out on the water, Sean uses what he learned uh, from Dr. Phoenix to psychically guide Tanner in the right direction. Meanwhile, back at the station, Lasseter and Juliet sort through more of Pavon's things at the police station where they find evidence that Pavon was targeting local fishermen for their illegal fishing practices. Back on Tanner's boat, Sean finds stacks of notices at the fishing board and a set of 
from the fishing board and a set of shark tooth knives with one missing. Pause yeah. please. So while we're at back at SPD and uh, O'Hara and uh, Lassiter are at O'Hara's desk and she pulls up the online version of the courier, there's a major psychotic Lassiter line. It's, it's, a, it's one of my favorite I'd rathers. Oh, yeah. Lassiter's I'd rather French kiss a hobo. Yes. <laughs> How did we go over that? Oh, I see. I'm like flying through. It's very, very good. Uh, and I feel also, like wasn't the, the name of the 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 the, the courier uh he was a Gorsuch, Chad Gorsuch. Oh yeah. And I was like, Gorsuch, where did we pull the... was this like a premonition for like a SCOTUS, like a new Supreme Court justice? I was like, did they say Neil Gorsuch? Did we fit Oh, no, they said Chad Gorsuch. Okay, never mind. This doesn't have anything to do with the Supreme Court justice. That's very funny that you said that because that is a very specific name. It's such a specific name. And I was like, where did we come up with? But I know. Did we know? This is also the scene at the uh, at O'Hara's desk where we all get to learn a lesson that um, when Maggie wears green, her ocean eyes, her ocean blue eyes go turn emerald green. Uh, Ah, it's true. My eyes change colors. They really do. It was fat. Wow. I mean, I was watching him back and I'd like, I'd actually had to pause and go, wait, those are where the blue eyes go. So yeah. that's the trick for you, which you obviously already knew. I, I love that. That's a trick for me. Like, I do know that about my eyes. <laughs> I want to be like, never mind. I was just, I want to be like, oh, oh, and Kirsten, I loved, I loved your outfit in this scene. Anyway, sorry. Back on Tanner's boat. I know. <laughs> I have, keep having these moments of like, it feels like you're there. Okay. Back on Tanner's boat, Sean finds stacks of notices from the fishing board and a set of shark tooth knives with one missing. He calls Henry to ask his lady friend for help, and Henry doesn't budge since he's on a date with her. Then Sean realizes that Tanner is the killer, and he has just hooked the exact shark they are looking for with the murder weapon in his gut. Sean Hang sees on. a wound Tanner on Tanner's was the what? what? Tanner was the what? Oh, you've missed a few, Tim. <laughs> murder we've had like three anyway sean uh the exact shark they're looking for with the murder <coughs> weapon weapon <laughs> in his gut sean sees a wound on tanner's arm puts it all together that helped it helped okay tanner killed pavon and tried to dispose of the body by tying it to his boat and chumming for sharks but a shark took a bite out of tanner too taking the murder weapon uh uh he had in his hand with him tanner wants to destroy the shark and the evidence so sean quickly cuts the line freeing the shark while gus knocks out tanner before he kills them both which was so great then sean and gus fit and i gotta say to celebrate the, the weapon gus uses to knock out tanner is the same thing that kills the shark in the Was it an tank. oxygen tank? Was it a scuba it's oxygen, oxygen yeah, tank? Oxygen tank. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oxygen. That's a hard word to say this morning. Oxygen. Oxygen. Um, now that we've got Tanner, like uh, so he's like dead to rights, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, can I go back a sec? Yeah. What you know, with Sean on the Sean on the, the nails that don't work oh, on the chalkboard God. because the it's sound it's the whiteboard. Yeah. It's like, Such oh, a funny bit. I know. And I almost wanted them not to do the, that they should have just done it in silence and just left it and been like, (laughs) it didn't work. It didn't work. You're trying to find a cause for your symptoms, a throbbing headache, an annoying cough, nonstop sniffles, and you stumble down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. I do this a lot. 
There are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. When you're not feeling your best and just trying to hold it together, finding great care shouldn't take up all your energy. That's where ZocDoc comes in. Using their free app that millions of users rely on, you can find the right doctor that meets your needs and fits your schedule. Book an appointment with a few taps in their app and start feeling better faster with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash pineapple and download the ZocDoc app for free. Did you guys hear that? It's free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many of them are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc dot com z o c d o c slash pineapple zocdoc dot com slash pineapple anyway moving yeah. on could we name kind of, mm-hmm. here's a trivia can we name all of the former episodes that Sean is referring to in his uh montage sequence Oh my God. What does he refer to? He lists, I think there's only like five of them that make it. Yeah, no. Um, Okay. So there's, he, you know, is trying to prove that he's a really great psychic. He's a really great guy. I've done all this. And then we turn to see that Tanner's the only one still left. He's like, okay, I believe you. He goes over like the first four seasons of the show. Okay. So there's a, he mentions, he mentions a werewolf. Mentions the werewolf, which, which just happened. So the did that just happened. happened? Well, get, a few episodes get, ago, yeah. Get Harry, Josh get Molina. yeah. Get Harry. Any given Fridays in there? Oh, any the football one. Football That's right. One? Hysterical um, because he's like, I don't even get that. That one confuses me still as well. <laughs> they throw that in there, and I was like, oh, we're getting meta again with our episodes. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are like that confuses me. I don't know why the foot was there in the forest in the first place. Uh, yes, he so this is a great, great. Um, it's a great, great idea. Great, great catch. Yeah. There is Civil War. Yes. He's like our Civil War and reenactment. Do you remember the name of that one? Um, that Weekend was, Warriors. Weekend, Weekend Warriors. Warriors. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we do Weekend Warriors where, uh, what, where Gus looks like a handsome Denzel Washington in glory. Yes, in glory. That's right. Oh, my uh, God. Right. And the last one, he, no, there was one in the middle, a girl with a tennis ball. Oh, what's, Yeah. And oh, then he's season the tennis one. episode was uh was uh um gosh oh, was well, like isn't there a tennis player two? no okay. yeah um, you mean I the see. pilot no it was um it was like the, the third episode i think it wasn't the pilot oh is it season one it well, was season one i think there's also yeah it is right it is i do think that's early it's i think it might be season two Give me well, and then Sean even says something because, like, you know, there's a girl with the. Oh, forget that episode. Oh, screw that episode. Yeah. Oh my gosh, what do we hate that episode as well? So sorry to whoever wrote it. Like, Um, I know it's like, and even Sunday we did that. That confuses me, and then Um, screw that episode with the tennis ball. I I can't remember the tennis match. Right? It's something. Hold on. (gasps) Game set murder. Murder. Oh my gosh! Yeah. That's it, right? Season one, episode 14. It was was late. I do remember that. It was late in a season. 
Back at the station, Sean asks Lassie if the chief can get a copy of the recent newspaper. There she is. There I am. Celebrating Sean and Gus's successful murder mystery. Lassiter angrily reads the newest copy of the paper. Back at the psych office, Henry and his new girlfriend search for some sunscreen. That's when Sean tells Henry he's happy to see that things are going well with his doctor lady friend. Henry says he likes her a lot but he's a fisherman at heart and she can lead him to a lot of good Marlin one day. Very cute. Um, I also want to throw in, I really love the bit that we have when you're up on stage, Tim. And I come to like, tell you, like, we got it. Like you got to come see what's in the parking lot. And we have the back and forth. That's just like, just let me finish. There's something you need to say. Anyway, (laughs) we already talked about this. I know. The speed trash is one of my favorite. Yeah. This is one of my one of my favorites. Uh, but I for some reason I thought that came later. We already went over it. Okay. Are you guys ready for some fan questions? Ooh. Yes, because I am out of um professional notes. Well, we are we, that was the episode. That makes yeah. sense. That was a great ep- That was great. Um okay. What do you think the rest of Lassie's top five skills are? <laughs> it's one of my top five skills. That's right. Uh oh my gosh, what would that be? Um, well, Tim, I feel like this should be for you. Marksmanship. Okay, for sure. Um, hi, puppy. Hi, puppy. Hi, puppy. That was a really good dog shake behind you. <laughs> yeah. I know. There was some ears flapping and everything. Everything. It was a good one. Oh, and a stretch. Oh, yeah, stretch down dog. Down. Up dog. Yeah. Um, precision driving. Precision driving. That's oh. good. For sure. For sure. Um, I would say say code breaking, that doesn't make sense. You would say what? Code breaking, but that doesn't make sense either. Um, no, that makes sense. Like you can, you can decipher codes. You can break down codes. Yeah. yeah, I I feel like Lassie would spend time doing that. Like he would spend time as a hobby trying to break the Enigma code. Yeah. 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 I feel like Lassie would be very good at taking tests though. Like, you know, like. It, knowing all the rule books for like what the SBPD is or like, you know, the, what it means to be a really good detective. You'd be yeah, very good at taking Reviewing tests. regulations. Reading yes. regulations. Yes. I also want to throw something weird in and I don't know why I just got like a, a hit of this, but I also feel like he'd be like a, like a bonsai, like a bonsai uh, keeper <gasps> and, uh, t- and tamer. And like, I feel like you'd go to Lassie's house and he'd be like, it, just because I feel like he, his whole life is his job basically until you know, Marlo, um, that he would have some very strange skills of like, like he'd be a great chef of something weird or, or have like a bonsai collection. What? He's so meticulous to the bonsai really works. Yeah. That's, I feel like like bonsai, I don't know. My head went to that. Like he would, we'd just be like, oh, cool. This is Lassie's house. He has like a few things and guns everywhere. And then we like walk outside and you have this gorgeous bonsai collection or the garden. That's like, yeah, that redwood is 200 years old. That has been passed down from Lassiter to Lassiter as we care for it. Yeah. Yes. Jigsaw puzzles. 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 Jigsaw puzzles. puzzles. Eye for detail. Boom. Is that five? That was at least five. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. Okay, Tim, did the shark's body weigh a lot or was it incredibly light? It, thankfully, was incredibly light. It was oh. a, I mean, it was hollow. It, was, it wasn't, right. it wasn't nothing, but. Right. There was, certainly was a little weight to it. Um, and you, that, uh, okay. Would any of you go swimming with sharks? I did. I Where? 
I was in, um, I was in Bora Bora and it's a wild thing. Have you guys ever been? No. What kind of sharks were you swimming with? Okay. So I don't really remember. Lemon, something nice. They they didn't want to eat me necessarily, but like you go to a specific area where they have fed them. So they're also not hungry. So I don't know what would happen if they were hungry, but, um, it was wild because I remember the underneath. So it, it, you know, it's true. Like when Henry said, talks about like three feet of water is when the, is where most of the shark, shark, most of swimmers are anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So this was, I want to say it was pretty shallow. I don't know that it was three feet cause I would go under the water, but like, can I tell you it was one, I like, and I have fears about certain things, whatever. And I thought this would be more scary than it was. I loved it. I could have literally sat down there with them all day. They give you, so they, there are these like stakes and ropes in case like the, the current might take you or something like that. Anyway, I don't, and I actually, maybe that's also just to like keep an area where the sharks have been fed. So you kind of feel like you're in the area of safety. Um, but underneath, so you kind of hold on to these ropes so you don't like venture out too far that are but underwater. But you're not holding on to like, to like a ribeye. <laughs> like chum like it's that. Fun. No, but but they do give you food to to drop in if you want to feed them. So uh and they were just in their habitat, right? That's what I loved about it too. It wasn't like a like Sea World or something like that where you go swim with sharks. It was like literally in the middle of the ocean on some like kind of shallowy patch that like they just we had our snorkel mass, they dropped us in. And we were all just, it was one of the most, they're majestic. They're just insanely beautiful. And I want to say maybe like six, six feet, seven feet. They weren't massive. You know, it wasn't like. That's still big. That's the size of Tim. Thousand razor sharp teeth in their mouth. Yeah. And there were smaller ones. I would say probably the biggest one was about that. But yeah, I mean, if I'm five, three, for sure, there was one probably, uh, I know they were bigger than me. Okay. So anyway. they didn't lower you in a cage. No, no. We're talking like harpoon. No. Although I'd probably do that. I like the water stuff. Favorite line from Jaws, you because of Robert Sean's delivery, you go in the cage, cage goes in the water, sharks in the water, and then he whistles. Oh, yeah. It's so creepy. I mean, my favorite line is uh, smile, you son of a... Anyway, because that's the famous line, but... But you can't give away the ending. You don't know what's going to happen. Oh, no. I know. You don't know. It's not... I, it's funny because I use that line in my head when I'm like doing so like what I would like when I would like play softball or when I would do something that was like, I need it. Cause I was a pitcher or whatever. Oh, this is way nerdy, uh, inside. Is this your or inner I mean, voice of like, oh my God, Tim, for example, when we would go gun training or whatever, it would literally like, I would set it up. I'd take a deep breath. And then I'd be like, as I was aiming, it would be like, smile, you son of a just because it like put me, it got my attention a little bit, uh, just enough it's off of it so that I wasn't over. Oh yeah. So, and it works. It still works stuff. for me sometimes. You, like, have you ever done it in an audition? Um, <laughs> no, I mean, if I had to do like, it would be in my head. It's more like in my head of like something I need to like, like hit or, or like, uh, you know, if I'm in a batting cage, which is also something I really like to do. Like if I'm in a batting cage, cause I played softball. I still like to go to the batting cage sometimes. So if the ball's coming, it's like I try to time it so that it's <laughs> okay. That's enough. That's too much information about Maggie. No, that's not too much. No. That's an amazing <laughs> insight to your friend, my friend Maggie Lawson. 
Well, and I feel like that you like you guys both said your favorite lines from Jaws. And I feel like that's kind of you because I'm thinking like, well, what was my favorite line from Jaws? And I think I think it's do not smoke in here. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's when they're going through, like they're cutting open this shark for the first time. It's like underwater. Yeah. yeah. Of like, you know, Richard Dreyfus and he's got Roy Scheider there. And Roy Scheider, it's like, whoa, this is really bad. This is really kind of worse. And it's just like, yeah, do not smoke in here. It's because oh, he's, doing, he's doing four other things while he's delivering that line. So yeah. crazy. So funny. Yeah. Um, speaking of, what's your favorite Jaws reference in this episode? That's one of the fan questions. Tim? Um, God, so many. I mean, well, it's, it's the title, first of all. Yeah. But I, I think, think the, um, the claw, the fingernails down the whiteboard that doesn't work. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I think that that was going to be mine. The fingernails down the whiteboard. Possibly close second is Michael Hogan's accent. Oh, I mean, <laughs> it's not Robert Shaw. You know, right. we're not going to do full, you know, Irish accent. Um, but you're but right. It's, it's just a little like it's elevated Canadian. And it's like yeah. it's something and it's also going for something. Yeah. And I appreciate where you what you're picking that up. I love I that. I was kind of going that. I was like, yeah. I see what you're doing, Michael. I applaud it. It was, I mean, it was also it was sort of salty um fishman men. Oh yeah. Salty yeah. fishman was. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sea shanties. We didn't sing they didn't sing any sea shanties. We probably didn't have the rights for any sea shanties, did we? Probably not. That would have been nice to sing one. That would have been fun. Maggie, do you have a favorite one though? The favorite Jaws reference? Um, I love both of those, but I I I love your take on the Michael Hogan accent. I think is really good. This the the um <laughs> the the fingernails on the chalkboard. I, I will go with those. We'll go with those. And just a shark. Um, it's a shark. There's a shark a in general. Shark. That's the big one. That's, That's the, big the main thing. Yeah. And it's like the star of the episode, which is also very fun. I love when we have like an an uh, I mean, it's a de- it yeah. Like like our shabby episode, shabby. Did did you name the shark, Timmy? Like I know, like the shark in Jaws was named what Bruce, and did you name it? Um, we didn't know the shark in um in Nemo's name is Bruce. Yeah, so but I think they took that from like the shark in Jaws. Oh, Jaws. possible. Did so I did name you it? name? No, yeah, um, I didn't. Other than Sharky McShark Face. Sharky McShark Face. I'm like, what would the name be? It should be something really funny, like Kevin. Sal. Sal. I like Kevin because <laughs> like it starts with a K and shark ends with a K. Okay. Kevin the shark. Kevin the shark. <laughs> K references in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, I think like Kevin's spelled with a Y. There's definitely a Y in there someplace. For sure. For sure. He fancy. <laughs> he fancy shark. Yeah. Um, you guys, that is our episode. Is there anything anybody else wants to, I mean, I don't want to ever let Kirsten go. Cause she's like one of our, mo- I mean, you're like one of our favorite people and favorite person, people to talk to. I just love talking with you guys about all these <laughs> silly, silly things. And the fact that we all have trivia from like opposite ends of the universe. No, it's good. We're amazing together. And this I know. Is a perfect example of how much chief Vic was missed in the episode. Yeah, man. Thank we you, love Annie. you so much. It just feels so good when you're here. It's a warm family place. Thank you for inviting me back, you guys. Yeah. Thank you. This was fun. This, this was fun. fun. We should do it again. We should yeah. do it like maybe again. Yeah. Well, you, you gotta 
you need to start warming up for space audit for psych odyssey oh my gosh all right oh you've got a God. couple seasons i can prepare i'll be good yeah. i'll be real good that one is that one's gonna require uh a lot of i feel like pausing recovering and then yes. and then continue oh no i have another story oh yeah <laughs> i can't That's wait a, it, that might be a might might even be a two-part episode <laughs> It might. No, oh. we're not kidding. It might be. Oh, my God. It might have oh to be. Um, I love you both so much. Um, thank you, Kirsten, for being here. You were so like missed in the episode, but I love that Thanks, you're guys. just like love to come and share and and have all these good stories and have fun. We talk. We have stories. Trivia. Yeah. While people are on their treadmills. Yeah. And um, we love you so much. Kirsten, I'm thank glad. you for coming and playing with us. Love you, my friend. Love you guys, my friends. Did I mention how great you both look today? (laughs) Hey, we'll hear it again. Let me just book in this episode with you both look amazing. As do you. Bushy, bushy beard. Your bushy, bushy beard. Put a lecture wax in there. um, Kirsten in her in her uh, in her boat neck. And my boat neck. Audrey Hepburn slash Jennifer Beale slash Jennifer Gray. Jennifer Gray. Slash Elizabeth Shoe. Oh, we missed that <gasps> one. Next oh, time. Elizabeth Shoe. Next time. Next time. I'm planning my flag in, in Hepburn. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take yeah. it. Okay. Bye. Love you all so much. Bye, guys. Kirsten is always such a joy to speak with. We love her so much. She's the perfect bundle of happiness and amazingness and perfection. And I also love that she always keeps it real. We love you, Kirsten. We'll see you next week. Psychos, where we will talk about season four, episode 16, Mr. Yin Presents, with an extremely special guest. Maybe a couple. No spoilers, though. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at the Psychologist are in and our Twitter at Psychologist Pod. Please check us out at Patreon as well at patreon.com slash psychologists are in for full video episodes of the pod. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.